Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. This is Brewers on Tap. Welcome to Brewers on Tap, the official podcast of Milwaukee Brewers. You can get involved each and every week with comments or questions by sending them to the hashtag Brewers on Tap. I'm Lane Grindle. This is episode 45. And on this edition of the podcast, we're going to catch up with Brewers right-handed pitcher Zach Davies, third base prospect Jake Gatewood, and we're also going to check in on a great cause, Coos for Kids, with bullpen catcher Marcus Hanel. Well, let's check on how the crew has done over the last week. They left last Wednesday on a road trip after a tough loss to the Angels. They went to Cincinnati, four games with the Reds, dropped the first two, but the final two games of that series, really exciting games. Brewers were behind in both, scratched their way back, got into the contest, and we start with Saturday's game. Not the best day for Jimmy Nelson, but the offense had his back. Aaron Hill went yard once and twice. 1-0 to Hill. Swinging a drive into deep left field. Hill has done it again. Second home run of the night for Aaron Hill. This time it ties the game 6-6. And a third. Cotham brings home the pitch, and that's turned on and hits a deep left. Duvall is back. He's at the track. A grand slam. And the Brewers have the lead here in the 10th. Aaron Hill's third home run of the night. When you're hot, you're hot. And just like that, the Brewers lead 10-6. to The final home run, obviously the grand slam in the 10th inning, and the Brewers win it in 10 by a final of 13-7. The Sunday game, Brewers fall behind again. Scratch their way back. Jonathan Lucroy comes to the plate with the game tied in the 8th. The 1-0. Swinging a drive into deep left field. Back to Vall. This one is gone. Into the bleachers, and just like that, the Brewers take a 5-4 lead. Next part of the trip was Miami, and the Marlins get the best of the Brewers 4-1 in the Monday contest, but the Tuesday contest, a different story, as the Brewers put 10 runs on the board 
on their way to a 10-2 victory. So 3-3 three and three on the road trip so far with the final game of the road trip coming on Wednesday night in Miami. The winner in that Tuesday night game, right-handed pitcher Zach Davies, who in five innings gave up just two earned runs and pitched very well for the second consecutive start. He joins us as we catch up with the crew. Let's catch up with the crew. Zach, it felt like you took a big step forward in your last start. Brewers right-handed pitcher Zach Davies, who last time out really took a big step forward, I felt like, and you had to feel like that too. I did. Um, I felt like I that I worked on some things between starts, um, and it translated um, mainly with um, attacking hitters and going after them and not being so gun-shy with them. Was that kind of what you had pinpointed had been your major issue in the first few starts? Definitely. Um, that For me, I didn't feel anything too mechanically wrong or anything like that, um, so it was really mindset and kind of preparation for the game type, type feeling. You went through spring knowing that it might be tough for you to make the club for opening day, but that you were going to get opportunities this year. Was that a different place to be in as you went through spring training? It is a little bit, but that's uh, you know... You know what you have to do. I mean, it's just the same as every other day. You know, you have to go out, you have to do your work, get your pitches in, um, and then when the opportunity arises, then take advantage of it. Um, so it's a little bit different, but it's still baseball. Starting at Colorado Springs, you had a very good start to the year, and, and you talked about attacking more once you got to the big league level. Were you doing that at the AAA level, or were you not having to do that as much there, and did that kind of throw you off a little bit in the transition? I did. Um, that was uh, coming up here, kind of just getting in a wrong kind of mindset, just uh, shying away a little bit. Um, so once I got up here, make the adjustment and kind of kept changing it back to old ways. Zach Davies is our guest here on the On Deck Show, built by Menards. Zach, after the trade... A year ago, you come over to the Brewers, and you get some opportunities last year, and you really performed well. What did that do for your confidence moving forward? Um, you know, it, it you gain a lot of confidence when you come up and you have success quite quickly. Um, so it, it's, it gives you the mindset of, I belong here, and I can do it as long as I'm doing the things that I should be doing before and after starts. What do you think makes you a complete pitcher right now? What, what, what are the things that you're doing that you really like that you think you can expand on moving forward? Um, kind of always been mechanically sound, so some things that I don't really have to work on right there, which is nice um, once you make it to this level. So uh, really just the preparation for the game, knowing hitters, knowing swings, and adjusting on the fly kind of thing is um, what I try and focus on as much as I possibly can because that helps me out a lot more uh, because I'm not the big 95 mile an hour fastball guy with wipeout slider and things like that but um, the command and the preparation for these hitters and kind of reading swings is what I like to focus on. Pretty good group of guys that started the year in Colorado Springs are making a big impact for this team right now. Yourself, Junior Guerra has had a couple of starts where he's been able to eat some innings and put the team in position to win. Aaron Perez is swinging the bat well. Um, that's got to be Alex Presley. That's got to be kind of fun for you guys, even though you weren't on the opening day roster, to be here making an impact for this club right now. Do you guys talk about those things? Um, a little bit. I think we all kind of know where we stand at as players, and we know that there's going to be a, a quite a bit of turnover here with, with uh, the team just because of the situation that they're in. But uh, kind of the same thing that goes back to when you get your opportunity, make sure you show what you're capable of, and that will give you the opportunity for the next day and the next day after that. 
even though you're a starting pitcher, there's some veterans in that bullpen, guys like Blaine Boyer, um, even Will Smith, even though he's not pitching right now, a guy that's been around for a few years now and, and had some good success at this level. Certainly Chris Capuano is a guy that has been a starting pitcher. Do you lean on those guys? Are those guys good influences for some of you younger pitchers? Oh, definitely. Uh, the, everyone's open here, so it's easy to just go up and talk to any guy in, in the organization that you have a question for. Uh, I mean, they're always open to answer everything to the best of what they know. Um, so it it's kind of cool to get different perspectives but at the same time everyone's kind of on the same page of everybody's different so it's like this worked out for me maybe you could try it if not don't rely on that because that might not be you uh, so it, it's a great or, or it's a great team to be a part of right now especially being a young guy on a team that has has some guys that are, have been in situations that you've been in in the past zach we appreciate it thanks so much thank you All right, let's get in the classroom with Sabermetrics 101. Late-inning pressure situation is this week's topic, also known as LIPS. It's argued a bit back and forth amongst the Sabermetric world, as some find the value in it, others dismiss it. It's pretty simple. It measures at-bats that come in the seventh inning or later when a team is trailing by three runs or less or by four runs if the bases are loaded. The higher the LIPS for a hitter, the better. The lower for a pitcher, as you might expect, the better. And essentially what it does is it's supposed to tell you how clutch a player may or may not be. So a guy that puts up big numbers but maybe doesn't come through in the big situations isn't valued as much with late-inning pressure situation statistics versus guys that maybe don't have the big seasons but always seem to come through in the clutch. Some people believe in it. Some people subscribe to it. Others dismiss it. It's simply your own decision to make. Checking in on the farm. As we check in on the farm, we'll listen to some highlights from around the minor league affiliates of the Brewers. And we start in AAA, where the Colorado Springs Sky Sox are 12-18 and after their 1-0 loss on Tuesday night to New Orleans. They're getting crude production, though, at the plate from a couple of different players, specifically Keon Broxton, who, since being sent down by the Brewers, is now hitting 316 and recently celebrated his birthday. Swinging a high fly ball, hit well, left field. Brown gives a look, and that ball is gone. A home run for the birthday boy, Keon Broxton. His fourth of the season ties it up one-to-one here in the fourth. That's Dan Atchison for the Sky Sox on the call. Brewer super prospect Orlando Arcia also performing well, two for four on Tuesday, raising his average to 309. In Double A Biloxi, the Shuckers continue to play great baseball. They're 19 and 12 after a tough loss on Tuesday night at the hands of Jacksonville. But Brett Phillips had a big week, including a three-home run night. Here's the third one. Here's the 3-0 pitch, hammered in the air, deep towards right field, at the track of the wall, kiss it goodbye! A three-home run game for Brent Phillips. All of them two-run home runs, and the Shockers take a 9-3 lead here in the top of the seventh inning. That's Chris Harris, the voice of the Shockers. Phillips is continuing to play very good baseball right now for the Shuckers. Other players at the AA level turning some heads and doing some good things. Garrett Cooper at first base with a 300 average. Jacob Nottingham starting to hit the ball a little bit better as well after a tough start to the season. Some good pitching on the mound as Josh Hader, the lefty, is one of the top ERA guys in all of minor league baseball with a sub-1 ERA. 
in High A Brevard County. The Manatees have been playing better baseball recently, but they are still just 9 and 22. Center fielder Johnny Davis is the guy that people are talking about in Brevard County. Two for four on Tuesday night. His average now at 325 for the season. And Class A Wisconsin is 14 and 17, but they sport the Midwest League Player of the Week in third baseman Jake Gatewood. Well, Gatewood had a uh, two-run double with the bases loaded in game one of this series. He's got the bases loaded in the ninth inning here against Maciel, who has really struggled. And Gatewood drives it to left field and deep. Hey, get out of here for a grand slam. Jake Gatewood with a six RBI night and two homers, and the Rattlers are up 10-2 in the ninth. That's Chris Merring, the voice of the Timber Rattlers. I had a chance to catch up with him over spring training, and I asked him what he needed to work on the most going into 2016. Um, I think one thing I've always had to work on is uh, being consistent, whether it's um, on defense or it's it's hitting or it's mentally, it's... um, something that we're always fighting to do in this game regardless of what level you're at um, is to always be consistent so that's really what I've been working on the past few years. You talk about the defensive side of the game. Does that come easy for you? Is that something that you've had to, to really lock in on a little bit? Uh, yeah, I mean it's definitely been something I had to lock in on. Um, I feel like hitting wise, I was a little bit ahead defensively than I was hitting um, but I mean it's still been tough and especially switching positions um, in spring training too that was uh that was tough to start and um the infielders uh coordinators and everybody's been working with me a lot so you talked about being ahead defensively then offense so that's typically the case obviously for a young guy uh because you start seeing pitchers that they're gonna they're gonna keep you off balance what's been the biggest adjustment you've had to make at the plate at the professional level so far um i would say pitch recognition um seeing it early and seeing it out of his hand and um that's always always been the toughest thing for me so far um but, I mean, I felt a lot better this spring. Uh, it's probably the best I've ever felt um, uh, in the box. So um, I'm excited for this season. This is a system right now with a lot of really good prospects, a lot of young guys coming up together. Who are some of the guys that you've grown close to here in spring training and just over the last year or so? Um, definitely Monte Harrison has been one. Uh, we live together and everything. So uh, he's he's been uh, pretty cool with me since we even first got here. So uh, Monte Harrison, um, Georges Kandarian has been a guy that um, I've really gotten close to. Uh, Isan Diaz um, since the trade. Um, Tucker New. I mean, I can keep going on and on, yeah. uh, but we have a really close-knit group in there in the clubhouse, so it's, it's really cool. It's really is, fun to be a part of. Is that fun to be a part of something like that and understand that, for the most part, all of you guys are on a similar path? You're going to be at each level together, most likely, some combination of that? Yeah, definitely. That's uh, cool. Um, I mean, we, we take infield, outfield with each other, and sometimes with the older guys or sometimes with the younger guys. And uh, it was just cool to be on the field with that many good players and because um, we have one of the best uh, minor league systems yeah. right now um, in the game. So it, it's really cool to be a part of like all that and, and messing around with all those guys. All right, let's find out some things about you just on a personal level. You know, hobbies, things you like to do outside of baseball. Um, I like to go fishing a lot. Back home we have like a little lake out there, so um, it's fun to do. Um, I mean, I just kind of, it's kind of like chilling out, hanging out with the fam, because uh, I know we're on the field so much that, and we're gone so much that it's nice to be like when I'm home. I like to be home with my family and, and hanging out with them. And uh, I'll, like during the season, um, 
off days and stuff, we usually just go fishing. So you're, you're a Fresno guy, so the fishing in Fresno is a little different than a little it is different. in Wisconsin. You're going to start the year in Wisconsin. So, I mean, is it kind of fun to, to, to come to Wisconsin, maybe try out, you know, some, some northern type of fishing? Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, it's fun. We went last year. Um, it was freezing in the morning, though. My hands were, were frozen, so <laughs> it was a little tough. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's fun to uh, fish, like, the different waters and stuff like that. What do you typically fish for in, in California? Uh, we just have, like, a little lake with, like, bass and stuff like that. So we just go out and catch them and throw them back all the time. You'll, you'll fit in fine in Wisconsin if you like to fish. That's yeah. that's obviously a very good thing. Is it cool to be, from a, when, when you're at Class A Wisconsin, to just be up the road? from the big league club is that cool yeah huh? it's a lot of fun i mean you can kind of picture yourself you know you're an hour away but you know you got like three levels to go so um i mean it's it's cool though to be right next to the big league team because the fans are uh, amazing so it's, it's awesome to see you know them come down from milwaukee and do all that stuff and come support us jake appreciate it thank you gatewood's average is up to 270 after a tough start out of the gate He's been red hot here recently and very deserving of the honor. He's also hit three home runs and driven in 15 and eight doubles on the year for Gatewood. The other big piece of news out of Wisconsin this week has been 2015 first-rounder Trent Clark, who was put on the team out of extended spring training, and he's gotten off to a good start. In just one game, he went one for three, scored a couple of runs, hit a double, and drew a couple of walks. So a good start for Trent Clark, and his ascension up through the ranks begins now. Here's what's on tap with the Brewers. Plenty coming up over the course of this weekend, a weekend series with the San Diego Padres that begins on Thursday, 7.10 p.m., Friday, 7.10 p.m., Saturday at 6.10 p.m., and Sunday at 1.10 in the afternoon. Remember, some key promotions here, and that. Starts with Saturday's game, the May 14th game. After the game, Andy Grammer's putting on a free post-game concert. It's going to be a lot of fun. He's a platinum-selling pop artist. You probably heard his stuff, and he's going to be at Miller Park on Saturday after the game to perform that free post-game concert. Full-length performance is going to feature all of his biggest hits, including Keep Your Head Up and Honey, I'm Good, Good to Be Alive. Tickets and field passes are on sale now at brewers.com slash concerts. Also on Sunday, it's Jonathan Lucroy Kids Replica Jersey Day. And, of course, again, that game's at 110 on Sunday. Brewers are going to host the Padres for the final game of that series. All kids 14 and under are going to receive a Jonathan Lucroy Replica Jersey. Plus, this season, every Sunday, is Kids Eat Free Sunday at uh, All Sunday Home Games Kids 14 and under get a free hot dog, bottled water, bag of apple slices, and ice cream treat. Again, visit brewers.com for tickets. Also coming up on Sunday is going to be a very special event that Brewers bullpen catcher Marcus Hanel is putting on. It's Coos for Kids, and here's him talking to me about what it all entails. Yeah, it's uh, to benefit the charity that my wife and I started uh, 12 years ago. Um, to help terminal and disadvantaged kids. And, uh, you know, in years past, we would help uh, other organizations uh, with memorabilia and all that. And then you'd see money kind of put to an organization that didn't make an impact immediately in your own community. So uh, we came up with this and said, you know, there's no better way to start this and bring it right back in our own community. So with that, um, we help Termial Kids. Uh, we have our own Coos for Kids kids who men are in children's hospital that uh, we might uh, uh, get them laptops or iPads, something to communicate with their school or friends. Um, we've given them the medical uh, 
uh, equipment to help with their rehabs. We've sent them to places to see doctors. Uh, we also have given them a, just a family stay uh, uh, out in uh, West uh, Wisconsin Dells just to kind of get their mind off of what they're dealing with. Um, and then with that, we've kind of also started a, a, where we've purchased coats for disadvantaged kids. And over the inception of our organization, we've bought over 10,000 coats that have gone to kids uh, who otherwise wouldn't have brand new winter coats. So as we know in Wisconsin, it gets quite cold. And so we're just very fortunate that we can make that impact back in our own community. It's a large undertaking to do something like this, uh, and yet each year you do it, I'm sure you learn different things you can do to make, make it better and, and, and make an even bigger impact. How has the event grown uh, since year one? Yeah, the first year we weren't sure how we are going to get uh, just stuff to put out there. Um, and, uh, yeah, it has grown with the support. I think the people see that what we are doing for the community, so they want to come back and be a big part of that. So it's been neat, and I've been very blessed. Like the players and the coaches and the Brewer organization have been great supporters of it. So to have you know all these guys after a game come and uh, support this, man, it's huge. And I mean, they're the big draw to this whole thing. And then to see that uh, pay dividends and the fact that we get to help out kids, it's very huge. Give us the details in terms of the, the, the who, what, when, and where. I mean, obviously there's going to be Brewers players that are going to be there, um, and I know it's going to be on Sunday, May 15th. It's going to be in the, in the late afternoon, I believe, 4 o'clock. Give us the rest of the breakdown if people want to come be a part of this. Yeah, if you want to be a part of it, uh, obviously you can get tickets at uh, coosforkids.com um, or Picaro Ford, but uh, it's at Hitters Baseball Academy in Racine. Um, when you walk in the doors, uh, you're going to uh, see uh, a silent auction. Uh, there'll be raffle items. There'll be door prizes that will be given out in the course of the uh, day. Um, it's going to be a, a, just a big event until the players get there. We have the uh, Jesse White Tumblers from Chicago who will be coming up and uh, performing for the uh, people in attendance. Um, and then again, you know, the big draw is the players. And so once the players uh, will get there, um, there's you know they will sign for everybody who is there. And uh, it's just a great uh, event. Uh, and also with that, it comes with uh, Infocinos. Uh, uh, we'll be bringing and catering the food for everybody. So with that, I mean, you get a, a great meal. Um, you get uh, a chance to meet your favorite brewers, and you get to support a great cause. I, I bet that this takes a lot of manpower and, and, and a lot of organization, and, and to pull this off in the middle of the season is not always the easiest thing in the world. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that, that you're, you're listing off at the end of the event thanking. Yeah, definitely. There's so much to be thankful for. You know, obviously my wife, you know, being a mom yet uh, and then carrying all these uh, different tasks is uh, quite hard. Um, I've got a great committee um, that really does a great job of helping me put this on. And then, again, uh, the organization of the Brewers and the players uh, to support me the way they do with this. It's just I, I can't speak uh, volumes enough for everything that has gone on uh, with this. Is there a website they can go to to learn more about it or, or a Twitter account that they can follow where they can get up-to-date information on which players are going to be appearing and everything else? Yeah, coosforkids.com. That's K-O-O-S-F-O-R-K-I-D-S.com. has all kinds of information and it even shows you things that we've done within our organization. And that's the same Twitter handle if coosforkids uh, is the Twitter handle also. So you can check on all the players that will be coming. Right now we have over 20 players and plus the coaches, so there will be a lot of autographs to be had. Marcus, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Obviously, it's a tremendous thing what you're doing, and best of luck again with this go-round. Oh, we thank you very much for having me. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. Episode number 45 is in the books. We thank you for listening. Our thanks to Zach Davies as well as Jake Gatewood and Marcus Hanel for joining us on this week's edition of the podcast. Until next week, I'm Lane Grindle. Thanks for listening. Brewers! 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 Brewers!
It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.